listeners, it's another TSR episode 211, I think. 211. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Brian. Uh, we've got a guest with us this week. We do. Hi, Bria. Hey, guys. It's our second Kanji cast guest in like four days. <laughs> it is. The circle is complete. We're just, we're just that special. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, look at us, Nancy, recording two podcasts in a week. I know, and I was just saying beforehand to you guys that it's hard for me to, it's not hard to talk, I just get out of breath, so, you know, you guys gotta pick up the slack. Ah, uh, the miracle of life. Yes, the miracle of having your lungs squished by a growing organ in your stomach. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, we've got a good reason for recording them, you know, two and four days, because yes, you do. and I are going to be busy in two days. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, I don't get out of breath writing, although I kind of good. I kind of do because I can't. Um, it's hard to balance a laptop on your lap when you don't have a lap anymore. <laughs> so I it hurts to sit in that position oh, no. so i have to like sit at my desk now or at the table um <sighs> but yeah let's not talk about nano let's talk about <laughs> resistance reborn by rebecca yes. roanhorse <laughs> yes we are here uh, this week talking resistance reborn by rebecca roanhorse uh when by the time we drop this episode um it'll be on shelves for you to buy uh so we're recording this uh, a little less than a week ahead of um, the book dropping, but uh, we loved it so much we wanted to just get this recorded now so we can get all of our freshly percolated thoughts into .mp3 format. And not because we wanted to record it before Nano. Not at all. Not at <laughs> all. definitely the reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, last ch- It was Last Chance Saloon for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just start with some above-the-cut, non-spoilery thoughts, so our listeners who don't want to get spoiled yet can just get our initial impressions. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is my favorite book of the new canon, but it comes very close. It's definitely, I think, the most satisfying book as someone who's mostly caught, uh, kept up with the canon novels and um like supplementary stories like i don't i haven't necessarily read all of the comics but i i i know enough about them that i get the gist of the story that's been happening outside of the movies um i did not play battlefront but i watched people play battlefront brian you're welcome and i watched the videos so that's what matters um but yeah a lot of a lot of the books, um, they they set they tend to either keep to like new characters, um, and there haven't hasn't been a lot of crossover. I feel like that's changing. I think more authors now are are willing to like grab characters that other authors wrote, which I think is really cool. Or like in the case of black spire getting returning characters because that was one of the things i loved about legends and i am hopeful to see that going forward um but yeah it was really satisfying to see characters that we've grown to love in other stories come back and it's also a really good story on its own um and you know while it's definitely a what your appetite for the rise of skywalker story it is also 
like, you know, the, the question stands at the end of Last Jedi. Where do we go from here? Like, um, Bria, I think I think you mentioned this in the Go No Go piece that you know Leia's sentiment was very nice about we have all we need, but it's not very accurate. Um, no, <laughs> and and this this does the first step in answering that question of how exactly do they fight the resistance now? And I think it's a it's a really good story, and also um, it's a really short book. It's only two hundred ninety five pages, but. Um, it didn't feel like it was it was missing anything. Yeah, you didn't feel shortchanged. Yeah, it. and um, I feel like Rebecca Roanhorse is really good at understanding the characters, and I would love to see her write more Star War. So yeah. that's funny my you should say that thought because in I think I've confused what I wrote in my go no go and what I wrote in my full spoiler or more spoiler review that's going to be on the blog, but. I felt, yeah, it was a short book and it was a, a complete story, but I also, I got the same vibe that I did from Aftermath with this book as in I'm like, okay, cool. Now where are the next two books in the trilogy? And as far as we know, this one is not a trilogy, which I think is a shame because it was like you, Nancy basically said most of what I was going to say is that she got a lot of the characters. It was bringing everyone together, which is something I felt like we saw aftermath start to do as much as aftermath could given how early it was in the canon um and i really want to know what happens to everyone next i mean obviously we know about like we'll see poe and ray and rose and finn but they brought in a ton of characters from across the franchise basically everyone they couldn't kill in the last <laughs> jedi because they weren't on the screen yeah um and I, I honestly never thought I was going to see another story with Zay and Shriv. And here they are, my precious Inferno babies. Aww. My precious space baby. Um, and yeah, it just made me happy. Uh, I don't think this one didn't crack my top three, I don't think, for the new ones. But it's definitely it's definitely one I really liked. And I hope Rebecca Runhorse gets to write more Star Wars. Yeah, I think it's definitely one that I will read again. Like there you know, there are a lot of books that I read once and I really enjoy them, but I don't necessarily have the um urge to read them again. This one is one I will probably want to reread several times. Yeah. I read this one in like I think the the review copy showed up on my porch first thing in the morning. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until I went upstairs and I'm like, "Oh my god, there it is." And I just read as fast as i possibly could because i had yeah, to meet a friend i know because and i'm just because <laughs> you dm yeah. me at like nine something and then 10 something you're like oh i'm done by the way i was like what <laughs> i had to go i had to go meet my friend for lunch and it's not like i could not finish the book <laughs> i mean so i want to read it slower next time and <laughs> just enjoy it all okay i would not have been able to concentrate on like being nice when i'm would be sitting there going but 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 Shriv, Shriv, are you okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I, I have my priorities in order. <laughs> right. I, I will agree with you that this book felt like the first of a trilogy or at least a duology. But I do wonder if it's written in such a way in which the door is left open for that based on what happens in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I wouldn't mind... Uh, getting more of this little inner film stuff explored. Yeah. I I, I meant 
I mentioned that that I was really glad that there was a time jump between the two movies because we didn't get to get a any stories like this um between the force awakens and the last jedi and i feel like that was a uh misstep in so many ways but i was really glad to see like like this was what i wanted from like force awakens and the last jedi that sort of thing you know what it just occurred to me I don't think Aftermath was initially announced as a trilogy. It was no, not. it was not. Yeah, because it... I'm looking at my copy of the book right now, and I'm like, huh. So part of me is wondering if maybe that might be in Del Rey's plans. I would not be opposed. I don't think Aftermath, or I don't think Alphabet Squadron was either. No, um, I, I can't. As far as Aftermath goes, I don't know if it was Chuck or Tom who said it, but uh, the. I believe the contract was just for one book. That's what was announced. And then there was an addendum later yeah. to turn it into a trilogy. Yeah, I believe they said there was always a possibility of three books. Not necessarily he would be writing them all, but then they got him to write the rest of them. I know. Yeah, but they did They did announce that Alphabet was a trilogy before the book came out, though, right? Uh, yes, they did. Not, at the okay. in, not the initial announcement, but when right. they announced the the comic tie-in. I think that was right, when they announced okay. it. Yeah. So, um, hey, fingers crossed, that could prove true for this as well. I mean, I, I, I don't know how soon they're going to want to go after um, episode nine with, like, books and comics and stuff. So it makes sense for them to keep filling in stories. Yeah. Brian, what about you? I am not going to do my Stefan impression. <laughs> oh, please! Do your yes, Stefan and Pleasant. You have to. Please. Okay. <laughs> Star Wars' hottest book is Resistance Reborn. <laughs> it has everything. Badass Leia in charge. Major character development for Poe Dameron. Shriv needing an ointment for a rash. You make a teepee with your hands for your secrets. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that he was actually doing the hand gestures I at was, the same time. I was doing the hand gestures. And I took a picture and I'm going to post it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, please do. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, I, I really enjoyed this book. It's somewhere in top three territory for me. Um, and it... If you have a book that has Wedge Freaking Antilles in it, you're already you're already pressing my buttons. But as much as I really like that, I really, really liked how Rebecca Roanhorse wrote Poe Dameron. Um, did not gloss over any of the stuff he did in The Last Jedi, and yeah, you better believe that there are repercussions on page in this book, but uh, she also treats him super thoughtfully and doesn't define him by his failures in that film, and... I, I have a feeling this is going to be a very important bridge to the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So shall we go into the spoilery parts now? Yes, let's go into the spoilery yeah. parts. So listeners, if you don't want to get spoiled, uh, tune out now. We hope you enjoyed our 10-minute uh, above-the-cut discussion. <laughs> okay. Okay, Nancy, are we going to fight over who gets to talk about the scene, that other scene? I mean, I feel like it's a draw, like, 
your Inferno Squad love versus my Luke love. <laughs> so- okay, but Inferno Squad, and it's say saying it. I feel like I have to win here. <laughs> yes. Do you want to talk about the Poe part of it? Uh, sure. So there we go. That's um, splitting the difference. So yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Poe first because Poe yes. is the main character of this book. I think he is like he's. There are several POV characters, um, but he is the one who gets the. Uh, the most attention and the has the biggest arc i think because he's he's trying to make up for what he did in the last jedi um i really appreciate that rebecca roanhorse like just just flat out addresses it you can't not address it um you can't have it just be from post perspective um he needs to be confronted with other people and I feel like um, she was talking directly to fandom <laughs> at some points in time, um, specifically in this one scene in the hangar um, when th- a fight breaks out between one of the members of Phantom Squadron and um, the Imperial Warlord that they pick up, um, who is now wanting to help the Resistance. And, um, you know, the... Uh, s- phantom squadron pilot is like she killed my brother and she's like well maybe i did but now i'm here um and poe basically just you know dresses down the pilot and he's like we can't do this you know if you if you are gonna keep fighting you can just leave and you know it's a really good scene for poe because it shows his leadership um but then (laughs) another a phantom squadron pilot is like hey um i heard what you did on the radis with holdo uh she was a really great i fought with her and she was a really great leader and poe was just like shit this is his worst nightmare come to life um what does he do what does he say uh can he run away fast enough and finally he's just like yes i agree and then they're like well what do you have to say for yourself and poe is just like I made a mistake. It was wrong. Um, you know, if you want to throw me out the airlock, fine. But what good will that do? <laughs> because we are so few and I'm your best pilot. I mean, he doesn't say I'm your best pilot, but he is the best pilot there. <laughs> um, and that was the part where I kind of like, I think I stopped reading and looked over at Brian and I was like, she actually addressed the whole throwing him at an airlock thing that fandom is like tends to harp on and thank you so much for doing that um but yeah it was a really great scene up to then and then now i will turn it over to bria (laughs) and then posts are talking about how everyone's made choices and that you know choices define you and help you have a chance to change things and change the galaxy. And then he starts fumbling for words about that choice, a choice. And who speaks up but Zay, my precious darling Zay Miko. I don't care the book says Zay Versio. Her last name is Miko, damn it. Uh, and she says, a choice to be better. And I died. And then I, also I cried. <laughs> and then it was fine. It was not fine. And I just now get to imagine that 
Dell would tell Zay the story about the time he met Luke Skywalker and Hilio and he was offered a chance to be better, a choice to be better. And she grew up knowing the story. And I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even get mad afterwards because <laughs> then Zay and Poe talk and it sounds like Aiden and Shara didn't know each other, but I think I can twist it. <laughs> and and still, and still keep that head. I, I thought of you during that scene. I'm like, oh, I guess he didn't babysit Zay, but <laughs> you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Shara, Shara, and Aiden were friends. Um, it's headcanon in my heart forever. <laughs> and uh, Zay is now bringing the joy of a choice to be better to the entire resistance, Ugh. and it just makes me so happy. Ugh. I know. Oh, my precious space baby. <laughs> So that I, and that's what Triv calls her. That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, I was I was laughing today. Um, today was when they released that excerpt in USA Today, which was cut off before they the, they got, got really to good. that part. Thankfully, good good job, Tom. Um, and um, they uh, I I think it was I think. I can't remember the exact exchange on Twitter, but Mitch said something like, oh, I'm so like, you know, it's like how how great it is to like have the characters there. And then <laughs> and then Tom's like, oh, you have no idea. And I was just like, I can't wait until he and Walt read the book. <laughs> for listeners who don't know who Mitch and oh, Walt yes, are. They are the writers for Battlefront 2. So. I'm going to enjoy this. Like, I'm already prepping myself for all the text messages I'm going to get from them. <laughs> also, uh, E.K. Johnston, when she reads it, because as we yes. know, her favorite Star Wars movie is Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2. <laughs> yes. Um, did you hear the story about what happened at New York Comic Con with me and Zay and this book? No. Uh, so they released the excerpt. The first chapter was in the back of the paperback copies of Alphabet Squadron, which they had at the booth. And I had one handed to me and I was told to read. <laughs> Not knowing what was in the back half of the excerpt because it starts out with like the Leia and Ray conversation we saw on StarWars.com. Oh, yes. I screamed. <laughs> and I had a minor meltdown. <laughs> I'm very sad I wasn't there just, to see it. <laughs> yeah, Tom just kept giving me that that smile, that knowing smile of, mm-hmm. I was waiting for that. <laughs> if you've ever met Tom, you know exactly what knowing smile we're talking about. Yep. It was fine. Oh, man. We'll talk more about my babies later, right? Yes, yes. we absolutely will. Oh, yes. now. Yeah. No later. But okay. yeah, but um I mean that's ju- that's the gist of Poe's arc in this book. Um and I I really appreciated it. Um and you know, I, I assume in the Rise of Skywalker we're gonna get him as like the resistance leader that he becomes. I don't know if they're gonna address the mutiny head on in the movie or just, you know, assume that time has passed and, you know, he's come to terms with it. So I was really glad that it was done in a book because you can get in characters heads a lot better. And um, I really liked his interactions with all the different characters. Um, 
I like that. I like I like him back with Black Squadron and oh the scene when he had to tell Black Squadron what he did. Oh that oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. heart. That was so that was not good. Uh it tied right into the comic too. Yeah. yeah so um I, I, which was super impressive. I, I I think this actually serves weirdly a really functional continuation of the Poe Dameron comic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it totally does. And it was interesting because I remember when I read the last Poe Dameron issue, I think it was like number 25, I sort of saw what they what Charles Soule did with that issue as somewhat resolving what had happened to Poe in The Last Jedi because Leia re-promotes him from captain to commander and mm-hmm. then, you know, he goes off and does everything. But it was interesting to see to see how they, they all fit together because it, it literally picks up right after like it goes the last jedi poe dameron number 25 well whatever that whole arc is and then this uh because they're at a party and that's how it ends in the comic um did you so nancy i know you probably didn't read the comic did you pick up on everything i read the last arc of it okay yeah i wasn't sure because i'm very curious to see how people who hadn't read it and didn't know about like snap and kare and sarah linda and how yeah, how they I, reacted. I, to the I didn't read like I didn't read like the earlier, um, the earlier issues. So like I kind of just I I kind of like f- had to figure out who Suralinda was just from those last few issues. I think I mm-hmm. had I think I had read some of the issues where she was introduced, but I didn't. Uh, then I kind of stopped reading. But um, I I knew about Snap and Carrie just from fandom discussion and but um you know i i I don't feel like i'm as caught up (laughs) as other people are and it was still like i you know just from knowing okay they black squadron was off elsewhere doing this mission and now they're reunited like i feel like i feel like that was pretty much what you need to know to understand this book and i I think in the first chapter uh aboard the falcon um it drops a little bit of what yeah. Black Squadron had been up to. Yeah, Suralinda was the 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 main one I didn't have as much like introduction to because I knew Carrie from the um oh what was in what was the before the awakening? Before the awakening. Yeah, I knew her yeah. from that book. I knew um and and the beginning of the Poe comic and I knew Snap and Jess from the movie. Um mm-hmm. you know, so um I I Basically, all I really knew of Serlinda was she was a journalist. Um, but oh yeah, her her characterization in the book um, kind of really gave you all you need to knew, know about her without necessarily here is her backstory. And then during that scene with Poe, there's there's he he does the little thing where he like goes to everyone who's been in the Empire, you know, and like likes like oh you know. Uh, you know, wedge you were in the empire. Now, you know, do people doubt you or you know whatever that whole thing? And he mentioned Suralinda, like kind of playing both sides. So you've got that idea. Yeah. Can can we just pause and mention that Finn saying he's rebel scum for life made me really emotional. Yes. I I am gonna need that on a shirt, by the way. <laughs> rebel scum for life. Yeah. <laughs> There were some excellent Finn and Poe moments in this. There yes. were some amazing Finn and Poe moments. Like, Rebecca Rowanhorse used the I don't know how to tie a tie trope. <laughs> I loved it! Like, but, 
she talked about that on the panel at New York Comic Con and like half the room lost it. It was great. <laughs> I just, that made me happy. Just put, I, I just want them to always put Star Wars characters in fancy formal wear. Like we got it in the Screaming Citadel arc with with uh, Luke being in a space ascot and now we're getting it now with Poe and Finn. Just put them all, make them all fancy. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with fancy. No, I, no. I, I, so I asked, I asked Jay, I was like, do you, do you want to know anything about this book or do you want to just be cold? I, I was just going to tell him there is a fancy party. Like, that's literally all I was going to say. And he's like, no, I don't want to know. And I'm like, okay, well, you'll still enjoy the fancy party. I was, so I'm excited to yeah. see his reaction to the fancy party and the ascot. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Poe Poe definitely comes out of this as like leader of the Resistance, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he is up to in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, what what character should we go to next? Um, I mean, I think we also have to talk about Leia up yeah. here at the head. Oh, she yeah. she wasn't she wasn't what I'd call like a primary main character of this book, but she did have a very prominent role in it. Yeah. And, it, and they used her POV yeah. a lot. I think Poe, like I think, as you said earlier, Poe was definitely the main character in the book, but it was very much still an ensemble cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um so many of those Leia moments just killed me. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone had read the excerpt from the first chapter with Leia and Ray. Um, and yeah, that's perfectly written. Uh, Leia also credit for writing a pretty good Ray, who I feel is pro- probably a hard character to write, much like Luke was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked that Ray, um, you know, mentioned Kylo to Leia, um, because that's one of the things I feel like the movies have dropped the ball on. Um, is like. You know, the, uh, other than the conversations between Han and Leia in The Force Awakens and then Luke and Leia in The the Last Jedi, you don't really, <laughs> like, it, it kind of, like, not that the audience forgets, but the movie seems almost to forget sometimes that Kylo is her son. Um, because, like, you know... It's there's so much focus on him versus Ray and then him versus Luke and him versus Han and like you know the whole scene when he's like trying to blast into the base on crate it's like okay but your mom is there <laughs> like clearly it, he doesn't care no I mean given. he obviously doesn't care but it's like I you know I I was really glad to see other characters address it too because yeah. like you know. I always wonder who exactly knows that that he is her son, because um, I don't even know if that's like been clearly addressed. But you know, I'm glad that Leia, or that her and Leia had that talk, and that you know, the line of he's it he, he can only he can save himself, and I don't I don't know if that's what he wants. Which that yeah. second part is the most important part of that statement, mm-hmm. not the first. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. it's and real- then, well that and then the follow up too where she says that like she knows she but she held out hope and then Leia reminds her that hope is good yeah but also I also very much appreciate that she does not actually ever call him Ben in that conversation the only one who says the name Ben is Leia yeah and I I mean that makes sense because she's his mother and 
She's always mm-hmm. going to think of him that way. Yeah, it is interesting that Ray definitively calls him Kylo there. Yeah, because yes. she was calling him Ben. And mm-hmm. I guess now she's... Well, when you... Sh- <laughs> when you close the door... When you someone- Godfather, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, when you show someone who you are, and don't be surprised if... Uh, that's how they identify you. Yep. Who who is who is a person you? What was that? What's that famous quote? Is that Maya, Maya Angelou? When, oh, when yeah. Someone, what's the... when someone shows you who you are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Believe them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And like, you know, Leia. Leia is definitely suffering from her injuries from the Last Jedi, but she's still sort of the rallying point. And I was really glad to see like her get allies back. You know, in the form of Rykian and then Wedge. I would have really liked a Wedge and Leia conversation. Um, but, you know. Oh, that's what fanfic is for. And Brian, get be- to it. You better believe Start I'm going to be writing some. <laughs> get to it, Brian. I got a little, I got a little one shot I, that's been. Do it. We're working okay, its way through Nano. my head. <laughs> Hurry up. I, um, I, I know, I know. But, um, you know, by the, and I, it was really nice to see her with, uh, Yendor again, and um, yeah, um, I never thought we'd see him again. Like that was not a character I expected to pop up from Lost Stars as another time, and now I've seen him in what both Bloodline and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Claudia, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, Claudia Gray's characters. Uh, should we rounds. should we mention the other Claudia Gray character here in this part? In the <laughs> you might as well. We're already there. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna bounce all over the place. So um. One of the one of the subplots that we will will mention. Uh, so uh, they they're trying to get a list of the people who are currently imprisoned by the First Order and people who are like known subversives, and so they can like try to go find them before the First Order does. So yeah, we should mention um, kind of the inciting incident is. Uh, Maz, I think it's Maz Kanata, yes. points out to Poe that the First Order is picking off potential allies before they can ever get to them, which kind of also explains why no one answered the call yes. when it was sent out yeah. on crate. And um, so they are trying to find out, um, you know, they're, they're try- Poe and Finn are sent off to get the subversives lifts while um, Wedge and crew go off to get the prisoners, um, specifically a prisoner known as Ransom Castrofo, uh, who um, we we first get a mention of him earlier in the book with one of the first order the first order character, and um, I screamed so loud that Brian ran into the bedroom to see if I had gone into labor because <laughs> I was not expecting that at all, and um, like. Fandom has always kind of asked, like, what happened to Casterfo? Like, you're led to believe he he is executed at the end of Bloodline. Oh, no, let's give you a fate worse than death. Yeah, but they never confirm or deny. And so when they started talking about prisoners uh, and, like, how they were dignitaries and senators, I was kind of like... And I, uh, the first thing I thought was Kaz's dad from Resistance, but I know that he's, like... Also, he's around so I was like no I don't know if it would be him and then I was like oh oh wait and then he mentioned his name and I was like ah, he's alive 
And then this, by the way, for any listeners, is what I got two texts, a text from each of them from about within the same (laughs) 30 second time frame. And I just looked at it and I just laughed. It was funny. (laughs) But um, I'm really, really, really looking forward to fandom's reaction to that one, because that's the one character they haven't mentioned coming back. And I really haven't seen anyone mention him. Um, Yeah, I I think everyone just always assumed that if he came back, it would be a Claudia, a Claudia book, book yeah. or that there we're all just assuming he was dead because I was just kind of going with he it'd did. be nice if he escaped but the world isn't that kind right so, so Nancy you mentioned that you actually went looking through social media to see if mm-hmm. anyone had speculated of, or even I, I only saw maybe one or two people saying oh maybe Castrofo could come back and I and but mostly it was in the general like I wonder what he's doing now blah 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 and um, yeah, so not it, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and um, the so at the end of the book, they end up going to a new sort of base and um, because they're forced off Ryloth and Leia gets reunited with Castrofo and it's really, really heartwarming and it's 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 very lovely and I I was very glad about that. Castrofo was one of those characters who just like man, Claudia Gray wrote the hell out of him because I hated him and then I liked him and then I hated him again and then by the end of the book I was like wanted to give him a hug. Um definitely one of the best characters of Canon. See, now I can just hold on to hope that Lady Carice will make another appearance. (laughs) I mean, she could. I don't know what side she'd be on, though. The First Order, obviously. Yeah, Yeah, she would definitely throw in with the First Order. Whatever. My trash princess made her choice. (laughs) Uh, So, um, Brian... Why don't we let you talk about one of the other POV characters? Uh, yes. So at the end of the party sequence with Black Squadron, um, Poe sends uh, Jess and Searle into one direction and then sends um, uh, Snap and Kara in another direction, specifically to get Wedge Antilles, which I accidentally spoiled with my reaction because <laughs> there are only a few things I'll get that excited about. Sorry, Nancy. I kind of figured it out already, but yeah. yeah. After that, I was like, "Well, I knew I knew Bria was only going to tell me to read the book right away if it was either Wedge or Sinjir." And then, because you told me to, in I know my defense, you, told you told me, told me to. Me too. <laughs> and then, and then Brian's reaction. I'm like, I know Brian would also have a very strong reaction to Sinjir, but. I was like, that was a wedge reaction. <laughs> you're, Plus, you're, there was the whole like thing with him being on the book cover or not being on the book cover. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh, well, yeah. And it was part uh, the wedge was a wedge in, going to get wedge was a big thing, but they also explicitly Poe also says go get Nora. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. together, oh, that had me very happy and excited. They're married. They are married. Raising chickens. Space married. They and are. farming. <laughs> the, okay, the number of responses to the Delray tweet announce, uh, announcing the excerpt with using the farming really <laughs> gif from Bla- from Rogue One made me really happy. Well done, fandom. Well done on that reaction. <laughs> I'm farming really? A man of your talents? <laughs> so yeah, um, 
<laughs> so after that, we cut to Akiva, um, where Wedge is tending to farm, <laughs> which is great. I love it. It's a fantastic Listen, he's image. He's earned his retirement. He trained those kids how to fly, and f- now he's yep. We, and we find out that eggs. Yeah, and we find out that none of the li- neighbors like him. <laughs> I mean, do they not like him or do they not like Nora? Yeah, a little more Nora than Wedge. (laughs) It's Nora. (laughs) And uh, a couple of X-Wings just sit down in the yard, as you do. And the the scene, Wedge is so excited to see Snap. And it warms my heart so, that scene warms my heart so much. Um, But what about the one at the end, Brian? That I almost spoiled for Nancy by accident. Oh, that's good too. That's we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But that's okay. so good too. Um, but uh, yeah, so we then go to Snap and Kare, uh, telling Wedge and Nora what happened and why they're there. And my heart gets ripped out, stomped on, shoved into a blender, and spat back out. It was very. It was rude. It was very rude. And which one specifically, Brian? Well, I mean, it was bad enough when Snap tells Wedge that Akbar is dead and Wedge doesn't take it well. <laughs> then he says that Luke is dead and... <laughs> oh. And Snap tries to tell him to sit down, but uh-huh. Wedge is like, no. <laughs> uh, because he's just convinced that Luke would live forever. <laughs> I think he says something like, can Jedi even die? And it's such an Anakin thing to say. <laughs> and I'm reading that I'm reading that no, scene. Jedi. I'm reading that scene and I have to think, oh my god, there's gotta be some survivor's guilt there. How did I outlast everyone, including Luke? There's a grief that Empty can't chairs. be spoken. <laughs> there's a pain goes on and on. Empty chairs at empty tables. Now my friends, friends are dead, dead and gone. gone. <laughs> okay, we'll stop singing. Oh. <laughs> um, Here they talk to like revolution. I I immediately go into that. <laughs> I mean, like we've, you know, if Wedge Antilles has a theme song, it's empty and, chairs and, and empty to tables. to be fair, he also had that theme in Legends. <laughs> Correct. <Yes. laughs> Wedge Antilles, all my friends are dead. <laughs> Oh. Also, Wedge Antilles, can't you just let me retire? <laughs> no. Also, Wedge Antilles, are you a are you a widow? Can I give you flowers? <laughs> oh crap! There's your husband. I mean, it worked out okay for him both times. Eventually. I mean, minus the stuff with the husband, the presumed dead husband. Uh, that yeah, that, that was always a problem. But now they're fine. Now they're married. So it's true. <coughs> um. I also really like how Nora's written in these scenes and in this book. Um, I mentioned in my review, or not in my review, but uh, in a tweet after that excerpt dropped, that um, it's easy to assume that time just heals all wounds, and then after all this time, Nora would be fine. But she still very much carries the scars and trauma of war, of losing her husband, of all of the atrocities she saw. And it's it's a really thoughtful uh, take and how, on how to write her, and I really like that. 
Wedge is just sort of the rock for her, and mm-hmm. he's happy to be that rock. Yeah, I I found it interesting that I feel like in this book she's might be even angrier than she was in Empire's End, and she was pretty darn angry in Empire's End. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you know if we had seen her in everyday life, uh, raising the chickens, it would have been better. But I feel like her reaction to, you know war coming for them again it's just like god damn it and then i i love that they both like pack their bags and <laughs> plan to leave <laughs> both of their instincts are without telling each other that yeah even if you don't go i'm going <laughs> yeah i was just i was giving you time to think about it no i was giving you <laughs> yeah. time yeah <laughs> yes uh and what what's also interesting is snap still doesn't have I, I don't want to say it's a bad relationship, but it's there's still some strain yeah. there with both Nora and Wedge. Well, I would imagine it's kind of weird because, like, so Snap was, like, 15, 16 around the time of the Aftermath trilogy, mm-hmm. which is not a great time for any kid, <laughs> especially, like, one who was left behind because his parents went off to fight war which doesn't necessarily mean they're bad parents (laughs) uh but you know he he had to deal with that and like um then you know his dad being alive but then being brainwashed and then dying again um you know that's rough (laughs) and then wedge becomes the flight instructor like we don't know exactly when but i'm assuming he was for a long time because it meant they say he taught he was wedges or he was pose mentor and he taught snap so like i don't know they don't really specify when they got married Mm -hmm. but like so if like if Wedge was married to Nora, Nora when Temin was going through flight school, that would have been awkward. But also, if he wasn't married to Nora and Temin knew that he had a thing for his mom, that would also be awkward. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just always very awkward when you're, like, older and an adult and, like, your parent ends up with someone else, especially someone like Wedge, who Temin probably ended up yeah idolizing and snap addresses <laughs> snap actually addresses them both by their by their given names yeah throughout um throughout most of the book like even calls nora nora mm-hmm. um just as another sort of bit of evidence there that the relationship is still kind of strained mm-hmm. um but by the end of the book though <laughs> Calls her mom and calls him dad, and Wedge just swells up with feelings and pride, and my heart grew three sizes at that point. And you ha- so good. And you have to mention the scene earlier than that. So, like, so they basically split into three missions at like the last third of the book. Shriv ends up leading a team to go to uh, try to get new try to get more ships um poe and finn are trying to get the list of subversives yeah and then wedge and nora and several others are going to get the prisoners so at the and they're both on they're both on corillia 
Poe's team and Wedge's team, um, Cor- and Coronate City specifically. So um, Poe ends up, P- Poe's team ends up not being able to get back to the ship. So they're like, okay, we have to wait for Poe to get to us um, with the list, and then we'll leave. Um, but there's like 60 stormtroopers in between them and like the hangar. So Nora and Wedge are like, we'll, we'll take care of it, you know? And like, it's very much like, oh no, is this going to be their last stand? And Snap is like, no, you're not going there. And they're like, uh, yeah, we are. Deal with it. Um, and then, you know, Poe comes and helps save the day with his X-Wing and it's great. But like when they're when Snap is trying to tell him not to go, Wedge calls him son. And I was like, oh. And then later, he calls him dad. And I was like, no. So See, I laughed because earlier this week, uh, someone on our Patreon Slack tweeted, or not tweeted, but wrote, put Greg Grunberg yelling, you're not my dad, Dennis Lawson, in episode nine. (laughs) And I just laughed. Hysterically, because I was like, I knew, I knew what happened, and then I almost ruined that moment for Nancy. But thankfully, I didn't say exactly what was going on, so I mostly saved it. But <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting is this book ends with both Wedge and Nora not joining Leia's command staff. Yeah. See, this is why I don't think he'll be in nine. See, and that's exactly why I do think he'll be in nine. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah, I, I got, I got, so I basically read the end of the book and I shut the book and I was like, Brian, Brian, he has to show up, right? Like, he has to be there at the end, right? And he's like, I think so. And I'm like, he, they're basically like, okay, we're going to go off and like fight out there for, for y'all and be pilots. And I'm like, and, and then there's a big fleet thing. So they got to come back. Right, 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 right. (laughs) And if not, if not, you're writing me that thick. (laughs) I'm staring at Brian. (laughs) Uh, it, it does feel like it could lead to an all is lost moment in which suddenly, he is at the front of a fleet of backup, the cavalry. Yeah, because they didn't, I mean, they've definitely started getting new allies and new ships, but that scene in the trailer, like, there's way more than I think they're going to be able to address in the movie. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I have my fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A part of me is trying not to get my hopes up too much. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I know. <laughs> I, I do wonder. Like, a part of me is also coming. Is also used that as proof that oh yeah, he's definitely not going to be in nine. But I wonder if I'm just saying that because I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> well, see, the other reason I took it as he might not be in nine is because he made such a distinction about being a pilot and not being a general. So if he had taken if if that line hadn't been in there, I would have felt. I think I would have thought he would be in nine a little bit more strongly than I do. Well, but I, I we'll also, see in two months. I also do wonder if I mean JJ's not above the nostalgia play. What if he's just dumping Dennis Lawson in an X-wing cockpit again? <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I mean, because like basically all of the leaders are dead, so like. If you think of who can come back from the original trilogy, there's like Lando and Wedge, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah. I guess Anyth- we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's another POV character 
and I think we should let Bria talk about this one. Shriv! And his, and his rash. <laughs> Shriv and his rash. Oh, Shriv. Oh, that cranky man. Who she, just, did, she did just... a really good job writing him. She did. And honestly, I was... I didn't expect Shriv and Zay to be in the book as much as they were. And I was very pleasantly surprised, uh, especially because there was definitely a moment, I think, where um, Zay refer, you know, they talk about Shriv basically being Zay's uncle and everything. And then I I died when he started teasing her about being a space baby because she is young. <laughs> She's like maybe a year or two younger than Ray. Uh, they make a point about her being the youngest person there. And I'm like, you precious darling baby, because she hasn't, this isn't, she didn't grow up like this. Like she had, I think out of everyone in Star Wars, she probably had the most normal childhood. Um, she got to be a teenager. She wasn't, I mean, obviously Dell trained her with sniper rifles and, and I didn't trained her how to fly a, an X-wing and other things. But also I was like, this is war and you've had to grow up so fast and you just lost both of your parents like two days ago. Yeah. Oh, my precious baby. And then, and then Shrew starts teasing her about being a space baby, which is apparently what it's called if you are born in space and like not on a planet because <laughs> Zay doesn't actually have a home world and she, he's giving someone else crap and she's like, I was born on the Corvus, which I feel like Shriv should have known that, but... <laughs> Oh, and he's trying I'm to protect you. Surprised you haven't written that yet, Bria. Me, <laughs> I, uh, uh, Nancy, you're the one who I'll leave pregnancy-related things to you. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't have to I write just, that, but just you know, baby Zay on the Corvus. I I wrote, I wrote toddler-ish, <laughs> like seven-year-old Zay being babysat by Poe Dameron and convincing, convincing him that they should go fly an X-wing. Or an A-wing together, and it was Shara's, and then they got in trouble. <laughs> mm. Close Aww. enough, right? Yes. Um, but no, and that made me happy. It was like I, I was glad that Zay was was safe, but I got very, very worried multiple times because, like, I was pretty sure that they wouldn't kill Zay here. Because if they did that, that would be very, very mean. And I think that even Delray isn't that mean to me. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I was very worried about Shriv because it looked several times like he was going to be a goner, especially since he and Zay had one of those, uh, yeah. I guess you call it the ha- the Han and, and Lando conversations before, <laughs> yes. during Return of the Jedi. I, 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 like, during that scene where he, he got in the X-Wing and then, like, it wasn't launching, I was like, oh, no, Shriv can't die. <laughs> and then Zay came and saved him. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. I was like, and then I was like, yeah, of course he didn't die because if he did, Bria would be way more upset. <laughs> I okay, listen, I would have, I would have faked it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sign of friendship, right yeah. there. I would have, I would have faked it. I, I, I would have just cried to Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, because I would have been breaking the embargo. Never mind. I would have faked it is the moral of the story. And I'm glad he's not dead. And I'm glad. I really. <sighs> I need more with them. Can we just Clearly, get a Duro they... in the background of that briefing scene? Like, that that can't be hard, right? No, I mean, he's friends with Lando. 
Right? Can you imagine oh, if friends, right? oh my god, friends, air quote friends. Oh my god, now I really want that for nine. <laughs> yeah, and then Shriv oh. making fun of Lando in his capes. Did, Shriv, oh buddy, it's good did, to see you again. Did Billy D do the voice in in Battlefront? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, now I really want to see it. I want you to know, I still wish you were dead. <laughs> Oh. What's the cargo? <laughs> They're so good. Uh, I want to go replay. I, I, I need to go play. replay that. <laughs> I was just gonna say that, but I don't have time because Nano starts in two days. That's I'm what. Not ready. That's what the YouTube videos are for. No, but I want to play it, Nancy. <laughs> you can play it when Nano is over. That's in a month, and then I have to play Fallen Order <laughs> oh, and Dragon Age. I just I love Zay. Yeah, Zay is good. I was really uh, yeah. They so like when we when the book is first like sort of starting, we don't get a lot of them, and we don't we're not in their POV. So when they started the missions and Shriv was leading the one group, I was like, oh, Shriv POV. This is cool, and I was really I was really glad about that. Like. I like how he just, when he like took on that mission, he just sort of automatically went, yeah, Zay's with me. And I was yeah. like, look at you guys. So and, and his, Aww. and his, his POV kind of mirrored Pose in a little bit because he was also kind of having to be a leader too. And he is not used to that at all. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was danger leader for a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. we all know when Aiden came along, yeah. she was in charge of the squad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the other character that is one of the main POV characters is new to this book, and it's Winsher Brat, who is a first order, not an officer, but he's kind of like a bootlicker, a contractor. First order boot <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. He was awful, <laughs> and um, and not in the. I am evil sort of way. Um, it was a really good job of showing how normal people can get, um, you know, pulled up in the First Order. And, like, that's one of the things I think the, the books and comics have done really well is to show how, how normal people could support the Empire and then later the First Order. Um, because, like, Krillia isn't really, like... Okay, we're going to support the First Order, but they're here, and so we're going to just, like, use them and, like, have them do contracts and stuff. But we all know how that turns out, but they don't care because they're just after money. <laughs> I, I think I hate him more than What's-His-Face in Alphabet Squadron. Oh, really? Which one? Uh, Hold on, which one? A Dan? Yeah. And you hate oh. him. And I freaking loathed wow. him. Oh, that, that's impressive. Because this guy is like every horrible middle manager you've ever had yeah. rolled into one slimeball bootlicker. Yeah. Okay, What's who's worse, him or Gallius Rex? Gallius Rex, don't even. <laughs> Gallius Rex, yeah. Yeah. Gallius Rex is the worst. It, yeah. That's and so, and Brendel Hux is also worse. 
Yeah, yes, Brendel Hux is worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, he's so mean to that poor the poor girl who works in his office, whose name I'm desperately trying Yama. to remember, but can't. Yeah, yeah. And then the part where where she points, she says something. She's like, "Did you never wonder why the heck they assigned me to your office? I have like an eidetic memory." And he's just like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, if you had thought to ask instead of just being mean all the time." And I was like, "Girl, I love you. <laughs> Please get away from him. Please get away from the first order." I have never you been better. as happy to see someone take a blaster through the chest as I was to see him take a blaster bolt through the chest. I feel like that ending was almost as satisfying as, and shit, I can't remember his name right now. Don't tell me. I'm going to remember it. What book? Sounds like what story. (sighs) If you say Hask, we're not speaking again. No, Kenobi. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, what was Uh, his name? With an R, right? Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one who can't remember his name. (laughs) Um, it's with an R, I think. <laughs> right? The awful on, guy I, in Kenobi who ends up getting gonna, a really horrible on. ending. Hold this on, I'm gonna find this. Podcast. Oh, who was it? Who load was it? Load station, load. Come on, oh. Right. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Oren Galt. Oren Galt. Thank you. There were two R's in there. I kind of got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, right? that's right I th- up I, there. I think, I, I, I think, I don't know if anyone's going to pass Galt because that was just perfection. <laughs> but th- this was close. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> so really sucks. Also, moral of the story is that we clearly need to all reread Kenobi. This is, I mean, that's yes. that's always a we true should re- statement. We should read it before the show. Be a thing. I, I, I concur with the show. Oh, sentiment. that show, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that show. <laughs> the show that is undoubtedly going to be called Kenobi, even well, though they don't have a name. So, and I went. Are you guys doing a podcast about Obi Wan <laughs> at some point? What's going on? I mean, we will because we'll talk about the show. Well, we can yeah. call it "Hello it's There." No, never mind. So. I think we need to talk about the most important part of the book. When Poe teaches Finn how to tie a tie? Well, yes, but Poe and Finn go to a fancy dance. <laughs> yes. So that's where the uh, list is being auctioned off by a rich lady and her husband. And um, so they go to try to win that auction, and Sir Linda gets them all nice clothes. Poe wears an ascot, because of course he does. Uh, yes. And has this, like shiny stuff for his hair <laughs> and please please someone who can draw please do fan art of that i need fan art of this i need fan art of this i also need a fan amanda on twitter better do it I she also need- does all that amazing pilot art yes. right yes. yes i also need okay. fan art of poe standing right in front of finn helping to tie his tie yes 100 yes that it, this is of the utmost importance and and like yes. in that scene it's like obviously it's for the shippers. But it ends really sad because, as Finn points out, they didn't teach you how to tie a tie in Stormtrooper training. And you're reminded, once again, oh yeah, Finn's life sucked. <laughs> yeah. He's gotten to be a person for, what, two weeks at this point? Right. 
And I love how I mean, he's... not that he wasn't a person before, but like a someone with autonomy yeah. and the ability to choose for themselves. And why would you learn how to tie a tie in Stormtrooper school? And I love that he's just so enthusiastic at the party about everything. It's like it's very similar to how he is in Canto Bite. <laughs> like, just, oh my god, look at all this food! <laughs> that is also how I am at parties. So, I, mean, it's very I feel like Ray me. would also be that way at parties. <laughs> yes. I love, I was uh, just rewatching The Force Awakens, and I love how when they're sitting at Maz's place, she's just shoving food in her face the entire time while she's yes. listening, and everyone else <laughs> is just sitting there talking, and Ray's like, I'm eating. What are you all doing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, and then the whole the whole starbird thing with the pin that Finn yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's like, I don't care if it's a good idea. I just want to wear it. I know. Also, since we were kind of mad about this earlier, I highly appreciate all of the times that Rebecca <laughs> Roanhorse talked about Poe's hair because Poe's hair is great, and yes, he should be proud of it. And um, if someone threatened to like shave my hair off my head as the result of losing a fight, I would also try to fight harder because I also like my hair. I think it's most not as good as Poe's. Listen, I it, mean, you know, the hair. I has, also love Poe Dameron's hair. The hair has Wedge Antilles stamp of approval. Therefore, yeah. it is a marvel that should be cherished and respected. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it was in um, shoot, which book was it? Uh, Spark of the Resistance, which also talked about Poe's hair, <laughs> I think, because someone goes, how did you know it was Poe? And a stormtrooper goes, who else has that hair? <laughs> I uh, Another part that I really liked between Finn and Poe is Poe comes in to find Finn. I think it's when he asks or he he wants Finn to go on the mission with him. And Finn is talking to Ray and like they're like kind of really deep in conversation, like their heads are close together. And um. And Poe comes in and like Ray Ray leaves. And Poe like wonders if he's interrupting anything. And like he blatantly like says, like, you know, oh, is something going on between you guys? And he's like, oh, no, we're just friends. And then he says, What about you and Rose? And he's like, mm. we thought maybe, but no, we're also just friends. And then Poe's like, You have a lot of just friends beat and then they continue with the conversation i was like that was a shippy thing <laughs> i think it i think it was also setting up so none of them are in relationships yes. yeah yeah which i'm fine with i i i mean as much as i ship with the obvious caveat <laughs> yeah as much as i ship finn and poe like i'm also fine with finn realizing i can't be with anyone right now because I don't know how to be a person yet. Um, and, like, you know. But, you know, if him and Poe kissed, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah. I also <laughs> appreciated it because I think that whether or not Finn and Ray were together, which I'm fine with either way, I, I thought that their friendship, how deep and meaningful uh, it was, yeah. was such an important part of the movies. And I'm glad... They're going to be glad together that again. Still- <laughs> yeah, and you get to see all of that. Um, and I'm also cool with like with Finn and Rose having a friendship. And I hope we get to see more of Ray and Rose hanging out, which you do in the Allegiance comic, by the way. Yeah, um, the Allegiance comics are very good. Uh, highly recommended. 
Yeah. Did you read today's yet, Brian? I did. <laughs> yeah. That was I, the last issue. If you'd like to read them all, Nancy. Oh, okay. I I also I, I I did I appreciated that you know because it kind of like took the relationships off the table, but also it took any sort of cattiness and jealousy off the table. Uh, yes. because we don't have time for that in episode nine. Like we as the od- audience and them as the characters don't have time for that nonsense. Just let no everyone one has be time friends. for romance right now. Especially they have Ray. a war to win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just let's just let them all be friends. Mm-hmm. To hold the power not- of friendship. <laughs> yes. What? Taking Crazy. down the first order. Yeah. I'm for it. Including the Supreme Leader. <laughs> yes. Um, Poe and Finn's uh, interactions in this book are really good. Um, and I hope that's indicative of what we will be seeing in Rise of Skywalker. Because they're great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that we get at least, at least two parts in the trailer. No, three in the trailer where they're all together. There, we've seen the shot of them in the Falcon. We've seen them in the droid shop. We've seen them in overlooking the Death Star. So they're definitely going to be all hanging out together. And it's sad that it took until now to get that. Um, and I'm I'm glad. Yeah. Um, Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> so anything else we want to cover before we sign off here? Saiyans River Precious. Oh, uh, I actually really like the warlord, Tezan Nas. Oh, yeah, Nas? yeah. Yeah. Is she She new? was cool. She was in a gladiator ring. They're like, yep, what's up? Has she? And I thought, no. I'm sorry. I don't she she think hasn't so. been mentioned anywhere else. Okay. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a new character. She was one of the ones that I checked for. Um, but I like that that's just sort of what she was. She was like, yeah, I was part of the Empire. A lot of people were part of the Empire. It was wrong. <laughs> Let's go do something about it. And she just, she's just so, she seems so cool. Like the, the description of her being in that one shoulder jumpsuit with like the animal hides and armor and all. And I'm just like, I, please step on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also liked her because like, there's been a lot of discussion about, um, like, if there are any older, like, Imperials still around who would come and fight for the Resistance. Um, when, you know, when we first saw those Star Destroyers, like, there was talk about, is there an Imperial remnant out there somewhere? Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I do like the implication through her that there are some former Imperials out there who are gonna now be on the side of the resistance. Um I just I just like that idea. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a legends throwback, which I like. It is. They should get Giad Paleon. <laughs> Here for it. Sorry, Jay. Oh my Jay. god, I'll die. I mean listen I'm not sorry to Jay. Listen they, I want Paleon to come back. They can't use Thrawn, but Paleon could be there. We didn't know if he got space bailed too. Yeah. So he didn't. I think it was just the one ship, right? It was just the Chimera. True. Yep. He could come right? back with Slung. Yeah. So <laughs> one thing I was surprised about is a lot of this book takes place on Ryloth, yet no Hera whatsoever. 
I kept waiting for her to pop up. Like when they did, when they first got there and no one was giving out names, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Sindula. Nope. The the no Hera mentioned in this book has me pretty damn certain that that is the ghost and that she's either mentioned or in the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that's the case and not another case of... Filoni says this is off limits, so we can't that, even touch yeah, it. Yeah, that was my other worry is that, but but she's, but they've used her in Alphabet Squadron, so I feel like I feel like of all of the Rebels characters, she is the one that is m- most on the table. Yeah, yeah agreed. and I I I also feel like they would not have put the ghost or what looks like the ghost that front and center in a trailer shot if it wasn't supposed to be the ghost. Yeah. Now, whether or not she's still alive and whether or not it's her, uh, to steal a phrase from Kate, her broccoli son <laughs> who's flying the ship, we don't know. But I I feel pretty sure that's the ghost. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a kind of mean move if it wasn't the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just Chopper flying it. Chopper don't care. Chopper does what he wants. Chopper don't give a shit. Chopper's gonna win. He's the gonna war take out the whole first order himself <laughs> by pushing Kylo out of a starship. <laughs> oh man, or into a hole. <laughs> oh, that's what I want to have happen. So they should let Chopper, and then Snap should like dig. Should get Mister Bones' matrix thing, personality matrix again. Put in another droid, and then just let Chopper and Mister Bones take care of Kylo. <laughs> I have performed violence. <laughs> I will now embrace you to simulate joy. (laughs) (laughs) So good. All right. Any last thoughts before we sign off here? I love Zayd very dearly. This is a good book and you should read it. Wedge, wedge, wedge. (laughs) Our great national nightmare is over. Wedge (laughs) has returned. (laughs) All right. Can we get like a comic... And you know, like, I'm me suggesting a comic is a big deal of, like, Wedge being flight instructor Wedge. I want a television, I want a TV series. Okay, That's yes. that. Disney Plus. Get on <laughs> it. Right. The new Rogue Squadron. Please. Oh, <gasps> so good. What if Rogue Squadron gets reformed? I, I cannot allow myself to even <laughs> consider the possibility, Bria. What if what if the whole fleet is Rogue Squadron? Oh, <laughs> uh, so good. Oh no. All right, let's go ahead <laughs> and fine. sign off there before we uh, do any more emotional harm to ourselves. Uh, Bria, where are you at? Where are we? What you up to? I don't know. Where am I? Um, Tashi Station editing over there still. Also hosting the Kanji cast and the Vong cast. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Chaos Bria. And that's where I just tweet about Dragon Age. Hey, Bria, what book are you reading this month on Vong cast? X-Wing Mercy Kill. <laughs> it's going to be a great time, Nancy. Are you ready for me to there's, drag you down in feelings? There's Super no s- going to happen. No sad things happen at all. Nope. No sad things. Not at all. Not a sad book. All right, let's get out of here. Nancy's Nancy Pants on Twitter. I'm Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. At Tashi Station is the official account for everything. TashiStation.net is where you can find our news and other podcasts. If you like this show and other shows, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and all the other various podcatching apps. Thanks for listening. Catch you all next time. So long, everyone. Bye.
TSR is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Tashi Station to help us keep the lights on and to get access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team. 